It's the Persistent and Nasty Podcast at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023 series. The episodes will be released at various different times, so make sure that you have subscribed so you get notified when a new episode has dropped. We have some amazing guests coming up for you and I know that you won't want to miss them. They will be everything from circus performers to theatre makers to singers to spoken word poets and we can't wait to share all of them with you. Remember, if you are taking part in the Edinburgh Festival Fringe or you are just going for a visit, remember your rain jacket, your comfy shoes and a pair of shorts because you never know the weather that you're going to get in Edinburgh. But what you are guaranteed is some incredible pieces of theatre. Enjoy the episode and remember... Stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty Podcast Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2023. Elaine here, I hope that you are all doing well, being kind to yourself, looking after yourself and being kind to each other. And if you're at the festival, I hope that you have some summery clothes because it's got a little bit warm. There's no sun yet, but it's a little bit, as we like to say, clammy in Scotland. Um, Hot and cloudy not quite what we wanted we wanted a bit of sun but anyway i hope that you've got some uh summer clothes and maybe a fan and remember your water today louise and i chat with kelly mccon comedian uh stand-up performer writer uh, and clown and um, we talk about kelly's show catholic guilt which is on at underbelly at bristol square um at 10 15 quarter past 10 p.m um, from now until the 27th of August. Um, this is a really great episode. We chat about the inspiration for Catholic guilt. Um, we talk about Kelly's sense of humour and uh, we discuss clowning. Kelly's show, we haven't got to see yet, but sounds like absolute raucous fun. Exactly what you want for that time of night in Edinburgh. All the details for Catholic guilt are in the show notes of today's episode. If you enjoy the podcast, the coffee mornings and support the advocacy work that we do, you can help us out by becoming a persistent pal or a nasty hero or giving us the price of a cup of coffee or tea and the details for how to do all of that are also in the show notes of today's episode. And if you can't financially support us, you can support us by downloading, sharing, reviewing the podcast episodes it really makes a huge difference and shouting about us on social media all of these things mean the absolute world to us and we are beyond grateful to all of you who already support us in all the different ways that you do so thank you thank you thank you you can follow us on social media twitter at persistent nasty instagram at persistent and nasty facebook persistent and nasty check out the website www.persistentandnasty.co.uk send an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com remember to check out our blog we have spoken to some amazing artists already and um, there are much more to come so make sure that you um, check that out on our website 
You can follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram and threads. For today's episode, oh, something fun. Maybe like a cocktail with an umbrella in it, like proper old school fabulousness. Uh, or something fizzy, like a vimp toe. That is old school. Uh... <laughs> Um, or just whatever you want whatever you need whatever you want go for it but remember you can always just have a good old cup of tea sit back relax and enjoy Kelly welcome to the Persistent and Nasty podcast hi thank you for having me we're very excited to have you on the on the podcast I was going to say on the show I'm like Elaine come your jets she thinks she's on Graham Norton <laughs> fuck it's that's where I'm at um Yes, we are very excited to chat with you. Um, but for our listeners, let's give them a little potted history of you, how you came into this wonderful, eccentric, tricky, sometimes rage-filling, uh, but always joyous industry of ours. I'm trying every episode to give it a new thing, and I'm like... Mm. <laughs> so it's all those things, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I feel like, I've been performing pretty much since I came out of the womb. <laughs> I, uh, ever since I was little, like started very, very young age, just like doing impressions and characters just for fun. And then I saw that people were enjoying them. And I'm sure as like a child, I was like, oh, they like that. I'll keep doing that, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, I grew up and then I think my very first class when I was like, I was like 12 years old. And that's when I was like, okay, this is like something I really want to actually be doing. And so then I actually kind of take it, started taking it more seriously. And then I went to school for theater. And then, um, so that's what my undergrad was in. And um, I did a sketch comedy group in my undergrad. And then I was like, I've always loved comedy. It's kind of always been the thing I mainly wanted to do. And I had wanted to go to the second city and do like that track after um, I graduated. Then I ended up going to Philadelphia because I had some friends who were really into the theater scene there and they said it's a really great scene. So I said, okay, let me just switch directions. Started to do the theater scene there. And then I still started doing um, comedy while I was there as well. So I've become, I have a background in theater, but I, comedy is like at the forefront. It's always been, you know, I'm a, I would say I'm a comedic character actor more than anything. I love clown work. I love um, characters. I love creating characters and original work like that. And that's kind of where I am now. Um, and I've just been pursuing it since I graduated. So it's I've been doing it for 10 plus years now professionally. Fabulous. Amazing. Where did you, where was it you trained? I went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. It's called IUP for short. IUP. I love it. <laughs> I usually um, party is what people would call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love that comedy was always that kind of, power for you what is it do you think about comedy that drew you to it was it just making people laugh I think it's just I've always found it to be super healing it's just I mean personally if I'm sad I find myself laughing through the tears because <laughs> it's just like the absurdity of it all and you know I I nothing brings me more joy than being in a room full of people laughing and you know making them laugh is the bonus but you know sharing that joy with people. There's such a, um, it's infectious and it's contagious and it's healing. And 
it's a weapon and a tool, you know, that you can use to, you know, subvert and, or talk about harder things that might not be able to be talked about unless the use of comedy was there. Um, and that's typically how I use it. I like to use it to kind of cut the heat, <laughs> maybe, you know, a little bit with, um, certain subject matter. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't really start doing the training and like I, I did some UCB training at Bright Citizens Brigade and I took um, clowning with Aitor Basari and uh, Buffon with Eric Davis. So I've been really trying to focus more in that direction as of lately. Lovely. I love a little bit of clowning. Yeah, I, I, I really, really love it. I think that's kind of where my heart is right now. Because, um, yeah, it's like the most vulnerable and, you know, it's, it's the humanity and it's you know, it's, it's really exciting because you get to be present, you know, with the audience the whole time and work with them as opposed mm. to for them. <laughs> I mean, anytime anybody talks about clown and I always think about this, uh, the show Slava's Snow Show. Oh, I don't know. Um, and it is beautiful. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the link so yeah, that, um, when it, cause I'm sure it must tour the US, um, but it's, it must, um, it's one of the most beautiful shows I honestly think I've ever seen. So what's the name of it again? Slava's Snow Show. No, I don't know it. I I would love to check it out though. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you all the I'll send you the deets after. <laughs> awesome, I love that. But yeah, it's really beautiful. I think it's um, it's like you say, it's real vulnerability with clowning, which is, which is really lovely and really interesting as well. Um, women in clowning is a whole interesting thing as well. Yeah, I know tons of amazing female clowns, so it's it's definitely a thing that's becoming more and more popular I'd say yeah I noticed at the top of your press press release was sexy clown Kelly McCaughan and I was like I'm in sexy clown how did you get past the first two sentences and I'm already in you know it's funny because I didn't I didn't name myself that I was told like oh you're like the a sexy clown I was like oh okay I'll take it (laughs) (laughs) so I kind of just ran with that description (laughs) um it seems accurate um but clowning it's so funny because I think um clowning particularly for women it seems like it's a really it's a really rich area to just be um to be sexy but also to be very grotesque and physical and um to sort of push those uh boundaries around what femininity and what being well quote-unquote sexy should be yeah that's all in my show <laughs> excellent <laughs> yeah yep and talking about your show yeah <laughs> it's beautiful, beautiful segue beautiful segue and firstly kelly is this your first trip to edinburgh it is it's my edinburgh debut congratulations on your edinburgh Edinburgh debut um and obviously we're like one day in you've got your first show tonight right i did my first one last night preview last right okay okay how did it go really well i mean i got to rip off that band-aid you know the first performance you know is always like oh okay here we go and then it was an amazing turnout. I had way more people than I, you know, thought I was going to get, which was a pleasant surprise. It was really well received. I, I couldn't have asked for a better first preview. It really kind of set the tone for me. Oh, lovely. It's so interesting. I was saying to I, another guest that we were chatting with that I think um, kind of 2019, the first week of the festival was like almost as busy as it is like kind of week three, which was absolutely insane to me and then obviously we've had the pandemic and things and last year Lou and I were chatting like that first weekend going my god I can't believe it's like so quiet for the first weekend but I've got a feeling this year 
the first week's going to be so busy. I think people are in desperate need for joy and like lighthearted and all all the other stuff that comes with the festival that's brilliant. But I do have a feeling that this year, this first weekend is going to be. Uh, Yeah, I have. I love feeling the energy shifting. Like as each day goes, I'm like, oh, oh, you know, it's really interesting to see it, you know, happen. Wait to week three. I know. I keep hearing it's going to get crazy. When (laughs) nobody knows where they are in their timeline of their entire life. Yeah, I think Um, I'm, yeah. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) I was going to say, I think I'm going to go a little bit bonkers week three. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I want to check in with all of our guests who have told us this is their first festival and just be like, have you gone completely feral yet? Are you all right? Cool, you're good. Like, yeah, yeah. A little like, you know, a wellness check-in for everybody who's totally. first-timer. Yeah, for all of for all of you first-timers, PNN, I've got your back. We're good. We're here. We're here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> we're absolutely here for you. So your show, Catholic Guilt, um, which is on at the Underbelly at Bristol Square, um, and that is on from now. Uh, and you're doing up until the 27th that's right so Um, I have the one day off which is the 14th the one day off Mm -hmm. you're going to sleep that entire day yeah probably (laughs) it's great I am loving this one day off this is amazing um and it is on at quarter past 10 in the evening um or 22 15 or 10, 15, whichever one of those times you like. Um, so let's hear about Catholic guilt. Kelly, tell us all about it. Yeah. So Catholic guilt, I would say, is part clown, part theater, part stand-up. It kind of, uh, it's a hybrid of all of these things. And you get a little bit of everything in it. And it's basically my experience through Catholicism. And there's a lot of, uh, elements of Buffon in it. And, uh, I play with the audience a lot to, you know, flesh out this thing I'm speaking about, or this moment that I experienced. And it's very, very playful. I would also say it's very poignant. Um, there's moments where you'll be laughing your ass off and then the next you might be crying. (laughs) Um, so it takes you on this really wild emotional roller coaster. Um, but it's mostly a very, very, very fun time. Um, and it's, as far as, you know, feminism is involved, the Catholic church, you know, has longstanding views on (laughs) many, many things. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of that in the show. I won't give away too much, but the general things, you know, we, we, we touch on abortion, we touch on, um, you know, uh, the way we were told to dress in Catholic school and why, uh, we touch on, uh, the sexual shame that women experience in the Catholic church. Uh, we touch on, um, you know, premarital sex and what that means for you, mortal sin and what sins out of mortal sins women can only experience as opposed to men. Um, so it's very, um, kind of taking a little magnifying glass and zooming in on these things that people don't really talk about because it might be a little too taboo and uh yeah it's it's a really really fun time it's just you saying all of that the first time anyone ever said a really fun time in the same context as the catholic church so i think that's <laughs> I don't know myself. yeah i mean 
because the whole thing is, is like people get to release their shame and guilt through the laughter and the sil- and like the arbitrariness that I get that I kind of poke at. And um, it's really I've people have been telling me it's been really cathartic and therapeutic for them, which I I mean, that's all I want. Um, so, yeah, I, heard, I had a person last night who I was talking to about the show and he's like, oh, it's a comedy about that. And I was like, yes. I'm doing it. And I promise you'll laugh because <laughs> he was like, how do you do that? I was like, you'll see. <laughs> I think um, it was just a little reminder as you listed everything there about the Catholic church and everything. I went, ah, yes. Patriarchy ingrained in religion. Oh, <laughs> it's such a bummer. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's just, I don't feel like people don't talk about it enough and how, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what, what your guys' experience is, but I went to Catholic school from preschool through 12th grade. So that was like a long, long part of my life. And I'm like, who would I be today if I didn't experience that? You know, like I know it's in me and I have to undo it constantly. So yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's a really interesting thing though, because um even if you didn't go to Catholic school, like certainly growing up in Scotland, you're supposed to have gone to a non-dominational school. So, mm. you know, no religion's supposed to have been involved yet. We all had, well, for those people who are my age and maybe a little bit younger, the minister would come in at like Easter and all of that. So it's not really. So, um, you know, and all of that stuff is so ingrained in us because it's there from such a young age that we oh. don't even realize it. Absolutely. And then you hit a moment in time in your life or you're questioning something, you're like, oh God, I've got so much shit to unpack. Why? Oh yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And and you know, this show kind of allows me to do that. And it's my attempt also to undo my own shame and guilt surrounding it in real time. Um, you know, there's there's things I do on on the stage in this show that I've never done in my life that I've because I wasn't allowed to where I felt bad or guilty or, you know, shamed for and it's it's like very um therapeutic you know I just thought that um the opening line of your description which totally catches everybody's attention but it's also like oh I I know I'm going to be in for a night whatever that night may be and the opening line is does daddy Jesus's naked body on the cross make you wet uh <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Kelly. Yeah. I, uh, I have to say when I was younger, I would sit in church and I would look at the cross and be like, okay, that's, um, what am I supposed to do about this right now? He's like up there with his abs and his like, you know, those like cuts on your abs at the bottom where, and he's like, I mean, his abs are always chiseled. That is a fair point chiseled always and like I would have to say Jesus is my type or at least the like whitewash like the one that we know all of it's so not accurate obviously as like to what Jesus actually looked like but what I was given growing up growing up it was like wow he's really attractive and they set it all up for you you know it's like he's this perfect man quote unquote you know he's compassionate and loving and then he's like also just really hot in all of the pictures and I was and, I he, and he listens he <laughs> listens to you he forgives you and like it's like oh wow this is like amazing and he watches you all the time <laughs> that's creepy but 
that's in the show too. But like, yeah, like that the whole hot Jesus thing is also a part of the show, but like, it's something I did when I was younger and I felt really bad about it. I was like panicking because it's like, that's like a huge sacrilegious thing to be like, I'm lusting over Jesus Christ, but I did. And I still do. Yeah. I mean, what's the girl to do? I mean, he's done all that poor work from carrying like crucifix. Everything's really tight. He's rocking a haircut that's very Bradley Cooper. I mean, it's just like nobody stood a chance, frankly. Boys and girls. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I just can't lie. It's it's a thing that I I feel like people think about but don't talk about. And then when I talk about it, people are like, no, I did think that. I know I I thought that too. Um, so you've kind of mentioned that people are going to be involved do we have a bit of an audience participation in this show yes there is a a lot of audience participation in the show it's really really fun I had really fun people last night um I don't want to give too much away but yes there are moments in the show where you will people can play with me on stage and um it gets really um I don't know what word to use. Exciting is what I'll say. It's exciting to have the audience participation because you never know what's going to happen in these moments that I'm playing with. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's mischievous. For you, like your late night slot in Underbelly Bristol Square and you've got audience participation and you're talking about hot Jesus, your show is going to go on such a ride. <laughs> I know. I I keep trying to prepare for what people have told me. They're like, you know what? You might get some really drunk people coming in there at like 10, 15, just be prepared. And I'm like, okay. So like, I'm ready. You know, I feel like I'm armed and ready. And I feel like I, you know, I, I know how to listen to the crowd to be able to either tweak a thing or turn it down or turn it up. So we'll see how it goes. But I feel like I have been told that that slot might get a little wild. <laughs> Have you, I know you've only done one show, Kelly, but have you noticed a difference yet between like, and Edinburgh isn't really a like kind of UK audience because it's so international, but the kind of sense of humor. Yeah. Have you, are you noticing any shifts yet? You know what? I actually think someone told me in the United States, they're like, you should bring this to the UK because this humor would do really well there. And I said, okay, like, and I just, I truly didn't, um, I've always wanted to do the, the fringe, but I didn't, I didn't really know how or when or what show, but then when someone who was, who's done it before, they're like, you should really bring this there. I think it would, I think they would really like it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. And that was a couple of years ago. And here we are. And I think it's, I think it's in line with what I'm understanding you guys enjoy, which is exciting. <laughs> that's fairly accurate yeah <laughs> yeah and I love I love that you love that because it's my humor too I guess <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask as a woman in comedy how have you found it because obviously it is quite a although we are moving forward definitely um it's still quite a male-dominated industry and there's definitely some misogyny probably still at play and I love the eye roll there nobody gets got to see that eye roll but yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I will say in my own personal experience, I know way more funny women than I do men. 
uh, not to be rude, but I find a lot of them to be pretty boring and they don't really like talk about much funny, fun stuff or, you know, that is, and look, listen, I have tons of like male friends who are very funny people, but like boring, like I'm, you know, like I just, I don't know. I feel like they can get away with more obviously. And I just, I love seeing a lot of the things I'm seeing right now with like women really, really pushing the boundaries. And I also keep noticing, um, you know, the eye rolls to that too, from misogynistic people. Like, even if, even, you know, just the movie Barbie, like I just, that came coming, coming out. I know it's not like, you know, Greta Gerwig did it and blah, 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 but like just the reaction to just like the movie itself is so depressing. It's like, why is this bothering you so bad? Like, why does it, you just, everyone was just raised to hate women and it's really, um, sad and it's like you know trying to find the fine line between like getting to someone's heart and not being angry and being like you're actually like hurting me and like trying to do that in comedy in a way with like the material I'm working with is like it's hard but I feel like if people are approached with like the humanity of it you know and 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 then they really start to go oh wow like that maybe we should really like take a step back and stuff. It's, it feels like people are fighting each other, if that makes any sense. Like in, in the comedy world, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a bit, but it, you might, if you know what I'm saying here, it's like, you're not at all. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a little competitive and it's, it's, you know, I just wish um it was taken more seriously. And I, what I do love though, I have to say, even being here, it's so female dominated in comedy and it's really, really inspiring. And I've, I mean, that's what it seems like. And I think someone said that too. They're like, now the fringe is just like female dominated comedians. Like that's kind of what has taken over, like at least the late night, um, slots, but yeah, I wish we could all just get along <laughs> and I wish it was, um, yeah, not as dominated by boring white dudes well I think you're uh, mixing up anyway with uh with catholic guilt so you know I think we're 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 halfway there we're getting there nice and slowly um so what can people expect and what do you want them to take away from the show people can expect to experience every single feeling on the spectrum they will mostly laugh really hard and what I would like them to take away is a feeling of release and yeah a release of shame and guilt whatever that means to them whether it has to do with religion or not the show helps you release those two things in a very unexpected way a very surprising way. And, um, I hope people walk out feeling relieved and I don't want to say healed because that's not going to heal anyone, but maybe feeling a little bit better about their own experience. Yeah. Gosh, lovely, lovely. Um, before Louise asks the final question, if you could sum up Catholic guilt in five words, what would those five words be? Okay poignant 
subversive, sexy, silly, and wet. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I think Louise is frozen. Oh no. I think she may have frozen. That's okay. I get I'm just gonna keep going. It's just you and me. That's fine. She's probably gonna jump back in in a second and be like, oh no. Um so Kelly, the final question that we ask is um one of the reasons that we are named persistent and nasty was it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek reclamation to two kind of cultural moments, both of which happened to be from your country originally um so elizabeth warren nevertheless she persisted and then when your um previous president called hillary clinton a nasty woman for daring uh to give him actual facts in 2016 uh debate and then there was the whole twitter storm of nasty women um so that kind of reclamation of words and kind of taking things back a bit tongue-in-cheek um what so what does the phrase persistent and nasty mean to you? It means to not be afraid to be a full human female, meaning you sh- you're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to, your anger is important and it always will be. And I don't think anyone has ever, my, my therapist told me that and I, it stuck with me for so long. It means to recognize that your anger is important and to not be afraid of it. I love, I love, I love. Um, thank you, Kelly. That was great. So remind everybody where they can see Catholic Guilt. Yes. So Catholic Guilt is at Underbelly Bristow Square. It's in the Daisy Room and it is at 2215 or 1015, whichever is your clock <laughs> in the <laughs> evening at night. And I am on from the 2nd to the 27th of August, not 14. And I can promise you will have a very, very fun time. I am really excited about it. And so I know it is Louise and she's texting me frantically going, my internet is dropping out and I can't get back Aww. on. Um, <laughs> so she's really sorry. She's really sorry. But um, Kelly, thank you so much for coming and joining us today Aww, and chatting you. with us. It's been lovely um, to meet you and chat about um, the show and all of the information for Catholic Guilt will be in the show notes of today's episode. So everybody check that out. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, and until next time, lovely listeners. Stay nasty. Stay nasty.